It's Wednesday, the 5th of February, and this is the Monocle Minute. Today, with Brexit done and dusted, is Italy Europe's next problem child? Brexit has been a lesson for a while because all the troubles that Britain went through moderated the language of Salvini and the right. But now they're starting again. We'll hear from Enrico Franceschini, correspondent for La Repubblica. Plus, as the world grapples with the most effective way of dealing with the coronavirus, the world's hotel sector is now feeling the financial pinch. I'm Ben Ryland in London. The Monocle Minute starts now. È ovvio di conseguenza che io lasci dopo questo risultato la guida del Partito Democratico. In 2016, as Brexit was tearing Britain apart, and the United States shocked the world after it elected a property tycoon as president, Italy was in the grip of its own political meltdown. Matteo Renzi, a former mayor of Florence, swept to power in 2014, nicknamed Il Rotomatore, or the Demolition Man. His promise of reform came to a crushing end in December 2016, after voters rejected a referendum aimed at revamping Italy's bloated and complex political system. With Renzi out of the way, the stage looked set for what many feared could be the rise of the far-right League party, led by Matteo Salvini. But, as is almost always the case in Italian politics, there were still a few more surprises to come. Enrico Franceschini is a correspondent for La Repubblica. Enrico, when Renzi resigned, there were fears that the Lega could take over Italian politics, or at least see quite a significant increase in support. What happened? As usual, it was the left divided that created a void. It was uh, it gave a, became a freeway for other forces, you know. And uh, the surprise was that it was not the the main party of the right that was until then. Um, led by Silvio Berlusconi, Forza Italia, uh, that became prominent, but it was League, le, the, the League, which was uh, a party that uh, uh, was born in Italy as uh, a discriminatory party, uh, if not call it a racist party, because it wanted independence for the north of Italy, like Catalonia or Scotland, and spoke in very harsh terms about the southern Italians, but then with this new leader, uh, Matteo Salvini, completely changed a mold that became more of a nationalist party like the Le Pen party in France or perhaps the Brexit party in this country and no more talks of separation of the north from the south. He was even elected as a member of parliament in the tip south of Italy and they got a lot of support in the south as well, indicating a new enemy in the African emigrants. A lot of people did expect Matteo Salvini to be the next big force to watch in Italian politics. He became the interior minister. The job of prime minister went to Giuseppe Conte, who is quite a different figure indeed, isn't he? Conte is is almost like Peter Sellers in that famous movie in which he plays the American president, uh, uh, Mr. Nobody who was a professor of law not even very well known in Italy at the time. And at, at first people made fun of him because it was discovered that he alterated his CV, inventing uh, a professorship in America that actually was he was just maybe walking through a campus once because he had a colleague to visit. 
And, you know, we had something in Italy called uh, transformismo, is how to change without changing uh, yourself or, or actually always be ready to change as the wind changes, you know. So, most famous example, in World War II, the country was fascist, then the Americans uh, occupied half of Italy and the king said, no more wars, now we are allied with the Americans. <laughs> and... Uh, this happened again because Conte was uh, the prime minister of Lega, center-right and the M5 stars. Then when Lega left the government, substituted again by the Democratic Party, the party of the left, of the center-left, he said, OK, I will stay as prime minister. And, and he, he started to speak of a, as a more progressive figure and becoming hated by Salvini and the right. There was a time where it felt as if once Brexit was finished with, Italy would be the next problem child for the European Union. But it seems as if Matteo Salvini's uh, ambitions for the party have fallen quite short of what he might have hoped, uh, most recently in the regional elections last week. Is this a sign that right-wing politics in Italy is actually on the wane? I don't think so. I think they still have uh, some road to make, some uh, even... It's possible that he will become the next prime minister at the general election. They lost in Emilia-Romagna, which I know well because it's my region where I was born and grew up, because it's the hard rock of uh, uh, the left. has always been a very leftist region. It was surprising that they risked to lose this time, but in the end they, they were able to to repeal the attack. But uh, Salvini is still uh, quite popular uh, this, Brexit has been a lesson for a while because all the troubles that uh, Britain went through uh, moderated the language of uh, Salvini and the right in Italy. They, they, uh, they used to speak about leaving the EU or at least leaving the euro and they stopped doing that. But now they're starting again. I, 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 I imagine that the way Britain will go in the negotiations with the EU and if their, the economy will be damaged or not will be a lesson for Italy as well on what to do. Salvini is a cynical uh, politician. is uh, ready to exploit everything, every opportunity. Uh, if uh, he thinks that to win and become prime minister, he should threaten to leave the euro again, he will do it. And uh, uh, now we have a movement in Italy of young people called uh, sardines, like the fish, you know, who were able to bring uh, people to the squares and, and so uh, a little bit more enthusiasm for a new politics in the center-left field. So it's possible that, that Salvini will not make it, he will not realize his dream, but he's still the most popular rightist politician in Italy. The National Conservatism Conference wrapped up yesterday in Rome. One of the speakers at the event was Viktor Orban, the president of Hungary, who once floated an anti-immigration alliance with Matteo Salvini and called him the most important politician in Europe. A return of Salvini to the top of Italian politics would be a boost to the nationalist policies of Viktor Orban's Hungary, but it could also embolden those who see Brexit as just the start of an ongoing effort to destabilize the European Union. A 
as countries grapple with the most effective way of dealing with the spread of the coronavirus, the world's hotel sector is now feeling the financial pinch. Duddles was eerily quiet yesterday during the usually busy lunchtime service. The regular business crowd at this downtown dim sum restaurant is opting to stay at home during the coronavirus outbreak or avoid Hong Kong altogether. A few hours earlier, the government had reported the first local fatality. But, in all honesty, the streets, tables, shops and bars have been empty since Chinese New Year. The lack of custom is having a devastating effect on the hospitality industry that was already on its knees after last year's pro-democracy protests. Hotel executives are worried. In truth, occupancy is likely to be in single figures as tourists cancel holidays and locals shy away from promotional staycations. In a cruel twist, two of the 15 confirmed cases of the virus in Hong Kong have been reported at two luxury hotels, the Four Seasons and the W. The government is going to announce its latest budget later this month, but a bumper list of handouts, cuts and reliefs will come too late for many business owners, and certainly for thousands of hospitality staff employed in what is one of the city's pillar industries. The hammer blow will be the cancellation of next month's all-imported Art Basel, which is expected imminently. Already under question because of the protests, there now seems to be no way that Hong Kong's flagship art fair can go ahead, despite strong local support and the city's miraculous good fortune in minimizing the spread of the virus. While employers accept that no one will be flying into Hong Kong for a while, the talk around the few occupied lunch tables is, are you going to fly out? A view there from Monocle's editorial floor. Elsewhere on today's agenda, the delay in results of the Iowa caucus could carry serious consequences for the US's political process. It's the third consecutive presidential cycle to run into problems in Iowa, and it's likely to reignite calls to review the state's outsized influence over the election process. And there's still time for a quick dash to Stockholm before the city's design week wraps up this weekend. Svensk Form, or the Swedish Society of Crafts and Design, is celebrating its 175th anniversary this year, making it the oldest design organization in the world. The event runs until Sunday. Read more about today's stories by subscribing to our daily email bulletin at our website. I'm Ben Ryland. The Monocle Minute returns on Thursday. Thank you.